This is Jackie Joy, and you are listening to the hottest podcast around, The Statement Show, with Terry James and Zach Cahey. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia from the WWE, and you're listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Yo, what up? It's Brian Brushwood from The Modern Rogue, and you're listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry. Howdy. This is Michael Hawk, and you're listening to Zach and Terry and The Statement Show. From the Night Shift Crew Studios in the D.C. metro area, this is The Statement Show with Zach and Terry. The lights are on. Welcome back to The Statement Show. I'm Terry James. And I'm Zach Chahey. And this is the podcast that fits in no category. I wish everyone really could sit here and see the same thing I'm seeing. So we've got Mr. Tan Man, Mr. Florida Man himself. Tan. Zach. Yeah look, yeah, look at you, man. You're looking like, you know, some Hollywood superstar right now. First, Get, of, all, first of all, let me let me just, I always tell everybody the same thing. I don't do beaches. I My body was not made for human consumption. <laughs> I would not do that to the general public. I just feel like that's my thing. You're looking good, man. I mean, look at you. I mean, I, I think that you kind of got like that, uh, you know, what was it? Who was that dude? Uh, George Hamilton look. You got that look happening right now. You look good, man. And busting out the time. I know, right? Well, I'm kind of showing my age. What do you do? Well, who is uh, Jersey Shore? Is it, what, what, is, what is the guy's name? I don't know. You Anyway. I never watched you know, that you, show. Did you? Jersey Shore. Uh, well, you know, my, my kids watched it. And then so I was kind of duped into watching it a little bit. And there was these times where I was like, this show is so bad. But yet it was like a train wreck. You know, you just got to keep watching and keep watching. So I did. And then I started kind of enjoying it. Oh, my God. I said that out loud. I said that in front of everyone. Yeah, kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. What do you want me to say? You know, it's it's I don't know, man. But anyway, look. We're here to talk about so many different things, but I, w- I want to talk about your trip. Come on, man. So, let's talk about this trip. We're we talking gotta, about Disney, man. Yeah, it, gotta, does it get any better than that? Yeah. Well, no, not in my opinion, but according to my <laughs> wife, it does. <laughs> Our next vacation is going to be the great state of Iowa, where I get to stand there and look at a field. Iowa? I've, well, that's where she's from. That's we're gonna, that, So we're going to go check out her old stomping grounds, and I'm fine with that. I'll let her have this one, and then... I can find stuff there to do to find my to pique my interest. I'm going with the uh, let's see. I, I want to see the Field of Dreams house. I don't. Is know. that like the pinnacle of your of your trip there to the the Field of Dreams home? I got to come up with something, dude. So <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> awful. Field of Field of Dreams house, and then I want to go see you know the show American Pickers on the History Channel. They they their business yeah. out there is close to there, so I figured I'd check that out too. So wow, grounds, but. And then it's back to Disney again. So I'm trying to plan another Disney trip before I turn 50, which is a good five years away. Four, four years. Goddamn. See, that's the problem. I can't remember how old I am. Right. I think after, right. I think after 21, does it matter anymore? No, it really doesn't. It's like you hit you hit some milestones in your life. Uh, 15, you're looking forward to 16 because you had this dream of getting your license, which yes. is not the same dream your parents have. But <laughs> you have your dream of getting your license. I didn't get mine till I was 18. Yeah, nor did I. Yeah. Here's the fucked up part. I got my license through a pizza company that I worked for, and they actually let me use a delivery car to get my license. Back in the day, you actually had to sit in your car with a state trooper, and you did your license and your testing with them. So you want to talk about nerves. 
Mm-hmm. So, and you did it in the back of the police barracks. They didn't take you out on the open road, which I always thought was kind of weird. You always saw of these movies where they, they do it out in the open road. Yeah, I mean, that's, I remember. Did you pass yours on the first time or did you fail? I failed the first round on the driver's test. I failed, I, I, I passed the written. So back then you could do the written test and then you could turn around in two minutes and go out and do your, your driving test. You could do it all in the same day, walk out of there mm-hmm. with your license, no problem. Um, but I failed the driving part because I couldn't do a three-point turn. The state trooper told me I started doing it and I was using a buddy of mine's mom's car. And he told me, stop right now. Because after he told me to do a three-point turn and I wasn't doing it, right, he said, stop, you're going to fuck this car. Let's just go back. You failed. Don't even think. He's like, don't even bother. You failed. I'm like, so, you know, what are you going to do? So we, we went over there and parked and... I figured, okay, I'll come back in a couple weeks, try it again. Then the next time I went back in a pizza, in, in the pizza delivery car, which is this little white Chevette that we used to beat the shit out of. The, uh, the owner of the company was with me and he happened to know the cop that was giving me my test and I, and I passed. So, uh, I would like to think I passed it legitimately, but <laughs> at that point, I don't really care. Yeah. I, I tried mine in a great big, huge raised F-150. That's what my dad had. And he decides he wants me to do the, the, well, I did the written. I passed the written, no problem. And then it was time for the driving. And uh, I was out on the road. Everything was great. Then he says, okay, time to parallel park. I go up and I'm uh, too far, as he says, away from the curve the first time. So then I pull back out. Second time I smacked the curve. He's like, yep, you failed, motherfucker. So I had to go back and do it again. But this he time I came back in a little, in this little teeny tiny Dodge Omni. And I passed it with, you know, no no problems so, whatsoever. Yeah, I think but the key is so uh, I did mine in a big boat the first time, failed, did mine in a mm-hmm. little Chevette, which is basically the equivalent of a golf cart. Right. And uh, I passed. So because I could see my environment. So I think that was the part, you know, the, no backup cameras, everything, you know, none of that bullshit you got today. Well, I mean, I have I have three boys. So and two of them have done theirs in teeny tiny cars and passed the first time. I've got one more to go. He's. Got about another two months before it's time for him to start driving, and he gets a little teeny tiny car, except for this time, my two oldest sons did it in automatics. He's going to have to do it in uh, in a fi- in a six-speed, so it's not going to be the easiest thing in the whole entire world to have to go and do a driver's test in a manual. I, I, I feel bad for why, him. But- why, are you, why is he doing it in the manual? Well, because that's all I have. It's either that or I have a, an SUV that's automatic, but... It's it's enormous, so it's either that or maybe he could find a family member that has a, an automatic, but I don't think that anybody has automatics in our family wow. at all. See, I won't yeah. buy a stick shift. I, I just I don't like all that work. <laughs> <laughs> You're just lazy. I am one lazy, one lazy <laughs> ass. So, I, and I come from a long line of lazy asses. So. <laughs> Did you drive down to Disney World? You fly? We did. No, we did. So I've I've flown once. I don't I don't too well but i'm okay it's not a bad trip i can handle a plane my wife wants to do a plane next time around but we drove down with the in-laws and i get along with them pretty good so it was not a bad trip at all but um how long of a trip is that i mean straight through what is that 12 14 we we stopped about i think it was either north or south carolina um and we did a hotel (laughs) stay but we we did a hop over in a hotel so i didn't do the whole trip out like i usually do but the last time Mm. i drove it full was a, I think we did it like 14 hours. Oh, okay. 14, almost 15 hours because everybody says, oh, I can do it in 12 or 13. It, the, the thing is, you're going to stop. You're going to piss. You got to eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to stop. And and the rest stops, I'm going to tell you right now, the rest stops have gotten, 
they've gotten really clean, really nice. Uh, they're lit up. They got all the, they got like big vending food machine areas. It ain't like the old days where you had to worry about getting ass raped. <laughs> so where it was like dingy and there was like all these dark corners and you were worried, you know, you didn't want to get out of the car. You'd rather just kind of crack the door and piss out the seam of the door instead of going in. Now it's all, you know, it's cameras and lit up and vending machines and I don't know. It's not. It's not that bad. So the trip, the trip. Uh, like I said, we stopped at the hotel. I should go back and say we've been planning this trip for a good year and a half, and uh, it takes that long to fucking save up to go to Disney, especially these days because the prices are out of this fucking world. Yeah, they're going up big time at this point, right? Yeah. So I mean, I got. I think we did Universal for the first time. We've been at Disney a couple, four or five times. I think this is our fifth trip to Disney World, but. Universal. This is the first time I went to Universal. So altogether, I think we dropped almost two grand just on tickets. So I, did you like Universal? Yeah, you know what I did. We did. We had a, a three day pass, which I only used two of the days, but it came with a free. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Undercover Tours is a great place to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. It's the and you see. Here's the thing: you got to worry about when you're buying tickets. There's a lot of places that sell tickets, but they're not legitimate sites, and you. You're spending that kind of money. You don't want to get there and find out your tickets aren't any good. So you want to make sure that the person or the place that's selling your tickets is an actual authentic reseller, has permission, and gets those tickets from the source. And uh, and the Disney World tickets, if you're not buying from Disney or from like AAA or something, uh, Undercover Tourist, the website, is the only place that sells them legitimately and gets them from Disney and has permission to do what they do. If you're not mm-hmm. buying it from them or you're not buying it from Disney, uh, <laughs> you're, t- you're rolling the dice. You, there is yeah. no such thing as cheap. The Disney experience is not a cheap experience. It is a, you have mortgaged your house a second time, uh, you got a good <laughs> refund in the mail. Do you think that that's like one of their most popular times besides Thanksgiving and Christmas, probably well, right I, after people get their refund check? Well, that's what. Well, yeah, I do, I do. So we used to go in the Florida time frame because it's at the end of the rainy season, and uh, I've always had really good luck with that time frame. But this time, my wife picked Christmas. She wanted to see what it was like at Christmas, and I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I figured, okay, uh, let's try it because I, I've never seen it during the holidays. And I'm gonna tell you, it's not bad. It's not what I thought it would be like. They have some ribbon and bows. I didn't really like. They had the Christmas trees. I didn't feel it though. It wasn't like it was something that was worthwhile. The crowd, when did you go down? Like the beginning of December? We went at the end. We went right after Christmas. So we, oh, you were literally right after. So it was packed or not? Yeah, it was a 28th. So apparently it's packed oh, for like yeah. the, the last week and of December all the way to like the two or the second or third week in January. It's 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 packed to hell. Right, right. No, the last time I went down was at the beginning of December, and they had all the Christmas stuff up, and we flew through everything at that point. So that's why I was a little confused on, you know, if if you were going at the beginning, middle, or or the end of December. But we went at the end after Christmas, and then we, because we stayed here, we did Christmas at home, and then we left the the next day. I had to board my dog, and so it's not easy for me to part from my dog. I love my dog, so I his name's Harley. He's a white. He's he's a yellow lab. To me, I say he's a white lab. He looks more white. I found this place. It's like a pet resort, and whenever you see resort at the end of it, I'm just going to tell you right now, just triple the price of everywhere else, because that's about what it comes from. And you know, I don't know if you've ever put your dog in a boarding situation but mm-hmm. they all they all have a a a set 
price. So say it's like 60, $65 a day. You're thinking, oh, that's not bad. But here's the problem that you're just warehousing your dog. They get no exercise. They get no play time. They get nothing because all the extras are add-ons. It's really like 85 to $100 a day because that way they get out, they get walks, they get play time, they get to play with other dogs, they get treats. Hold up. Is that really what you pay? No, what did you pay? You paid that like almost $100 a day? Yeah, I think we paid. Oh, I think we shit. paid almost $1,000 for about. What? Yeah. It's a Oh, it's fuck. A, it's a pet resort. What the fuck is a pet resort, though, in versus just a, a kennel? Well, in a kennel, it's, you know, you walk in, it's like, um, it's like Shawshank Redemption. When you first <laughs> walk in. I think okay. we, we went and checked this place out before, and my dog is, we walked in, first of all, it stank like a kennel, just like what you think it was going to smell like. And all, Of course, all it's their, dogs, yes. All their little areas that they're in looks just like what you would see at the pound, and they all look okay. depressed, and they're all screaming to get out of there. And my dog is giving me this look like, oh, my God, don't leave me here. Mm-hmm. It made me feel bad. And I, when we left, I told my wife, I can't believe this is all we got as an option. So we started shopping around, and then we found this uh, this pet resort in Urbana, Maryland. Uh, really, really nice. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but we went and checked it out. And the first thing you do is you go uh, you go there, and it's on this huge it's acres and acres of land. It's on this huge, nice facility because it's a vet too, but it's a, a pet resort vet the whole nine yards, and they have suites. And you can buy the crate sizes up to the big as you want or their their pen size. So I got my dog like the second to the largest. So I could have got him a bigger one, but it was meant for two dogs. So he got a really, he got what's called a suite and the floors are heated. Jesus Christ. Oh, I know. You fell for this bullshit, man. You were like, you were like the guy that goes to the, to the, uh, when you're going to buy a new car and like, well, 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 I'll take the new brake. I'll take those special brakes and I'll take the extra paint and and the, and the bigger wheels and all the, is that what you were doing? I feel like that's what you were doing. It's called guilt free. It made, it took, (laughs) it made me not feel so guilty. No. And he had a blast because when we go there, he... How do you know he had a blast? Because when we go there, he gets excited. You fucking talk to him? When I go there, he gets excited. He wants to jump out of the car and he's pushing me to the front door because he goes there for... So they have something called doggy day camp. He was pushing you to the front door so you could get the hell out of there. Well, whatever. Made me feel better. Anyway... So, yeah, so we got the boarding and then we go to the Disney trip. And so we've got basically what we do is we buy four day passes. I don't do the hopper option because to be honest with you, why? One day day per park, you're tired as hell. You really hop in park for when you're young. Me and my wife were there on our honeymoon and we hopped from park to park just messing around. But when you get older, uh, by the time you leave, uh, your feet are so fucking sore. Holy shit. I mean. First, when you get when you get to the when you get to the parks, uh, the first thing you get hit with, because so here's you're planning your day out and you're thinking, OK, I'm going to need this much of food and, and, and little odds and ends that you're going to do. But there's parking, too. And they have two tiered parking. They have premium level and they have the schmuck level. That's just that everyday parking that they park <laughs> you out. They park you right beside the fucking entrance of the park, which is about fucking five miles away. You have to take the tram to the front entrance. And then they have uh, a premium parking, which puts you closer to the front area. You still have to take the tram because these places are massive. But so I went ahead and we went ahead and dropped $50 for premium parking. That's one day I might add. By the way, they they do graciously tell you you can go from park to park with the same $50 parking pass. So you it's kind of like all the parks, but most people don't leave that park and they know that. So I got premium parking and that first day I think we did um what was it? Epcot. Oh my god, our feet were so sore. 
all day walking and the lines because at Christmas time, the lines on every experience were like two, two and a half hours. That's just a regular line. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you go to Disney World during a busy time and you don't have a fast pass, forget it. Just fucking forget it. Don't even think about it. Don't look at the fucking wait times. It's ridiculous unless you're willing to do one of the, the little kitty rides that aren't too busy. But if you go during a busy time and that's the problem, they're even saying there used to be where there were kind of like non-peak times, but it's almost to the point now where there is no non-peak time anymore. Almost every time you go there is busy now. Yeah. So so if we've got some some guests that are wanting to go down there or, or thinking about going down there or getting ready to go down there, let's talk to them about Epcot. What's what's this whole thing with Epcot? I mean, Epcot yeah. is kind of like um, the good, bad and ugly with Epcot. <laughs> the good, bad. Well, the good is food. You get, well, yeah. Well, let's let's face it. Walt Disney created a world around shopping. It's a theme park of shopping. That is what Disney World is. Shopping. Mm-hmm. You go there and you spend money and they suck more out of it out of your pocket. They try to get you to stay on property and they don't want you to leave property. That's why they have all that transportation transportation set up so that you spend all your money at the park. It's brilliant. I know. It's perfect. They'll even come to the airport and pick your ass up. It's yeah. all designed to keep you spending money in the park. Right. And everybody says, I want, I'm going to, so here's another thing. I'm going to pack lunches. We're going to take sandwiches and we're going to take all this extra stuff to the parks. And uh, we don't, that way we don't have to buy meals. All, and I know people do that. And I, everybody wants to, to, to pack lunch and, and walk around the park with a pack. Do you really want to walk around the park with all that shit? Yeah, you've got a loaded uh, book bag with like seven or eight different bottled waters and 43 oh, no. sandwiches. Who who does that? No. So, no, I'm not going to do it. That's why I factor all that into the pricing. So we walk around to the parks. Getting the food is kind of part of the experience is the way I look at it. That's why I factor in. You're going to spend, uh, I don't know. I factor in at use about $300 a day. Just spending yeah. money. Just spending money. You have to factor in spending money when you go on these trips. Uh, and I'm That's- lucky. That's a family of three. That's a family of three, yeah. Okay, okay. So uh, I, I'm lucky. I have in-laws that have a timeshare that's close to the parks that's really, really nice, and they let us use it. So that expense is saved. I don't have to worry about that kind of expense. But I have priced it out where you stay on property, and with tickets, if I stayed on property, you're – like if I did an animal lodge – like the Animal Kingdom Lodge, you're looking at about, for about a week, eight grand. And that's not spending money. That's just the stay. Did you say eight grand? Eight grand. And that's, that's only three people. Imagine if you got a bigger family. Eight grand just to stay there is what you're saying. Yeah. So. Wow. But Epcot is kind of broken to different <sighs> lands. I think, what is it? You. It's like each section is a different country. So you got France and England and Canada, Germany, uh, Japan. I think there's a China and Mexico. I think I got them all. So, and they all have the people from those lands working there, like exchange program. So it's pretty cool. I, I'm. It's it's a lot of walking. It's very busy. A lot of people, but uh, it's a good experience, and I and I really enjoyed it. That's probably my favorite park. Epcot is your favorite park yeah. of all of the four. I, well. If I had to of the rate, four Disney so properties, I, so the four Disney properties. Here's how I'd rate it as far as my favorites would go. Uh, it'd be Epcot, Hollywood Studios, 
uh, Animal Kingdom and then Magic Kingdom. And the reason I put Magic Kingdom last, even though it has a lot of cool rides. I'm with you. So I it's get it. It's more of a little kid kind of park, even though they have a lot of adult stuff there. I, I just feel like that's usually the one we ended in. Obviously, you're speaking from an adult perspective. But Correct. if you have children, I think Magic Kingdom might be the number one because it does have the princess and and all, you know, Mickey and all the other things that go on Cinderella's castle. Sure. But I mean, from an adult perspective, I agree 100 percent. I think Magic Kingdom is dead last. Now, I will. You do hear people saying you need more than a day at each park. I don't know if I, I do not. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that statement. I don't I, Me neither. I think you can do it in a day. I agree. It depends. If you're dragging little kids with you, then maybe you need another day. I think because there's nap times, you want to cut out half day, come back later, or just do kind of like one day from morning to like one or two, leave, and then come back and do the nighttime stuff at another day. People always say that, but you got to factor in, can I afford to do that? Mm-hmm. So yeah. do you have the tickets, do you have the time, do you have the money? Yeah, so I think four days, you can do it in four days. Because let's face it, once you do Disney, it's an addiction. You're going to go back. Exactly. It's like tattoos. You got to do it. Just just do another one right immediately. I did. uh, So we did New Year's Eve at Hollywood Studios, which was pretty cool because we paid for the dessert party, which is a separate from the entrance. I think that cost us about $300 tickets wise just for that alone. That's not park admission. So you basically show up for a dessert party and it's all the alcohol you want to drink. Yet we don't drink alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. I didn't drink any of it. My wife doesn't drink and my daughter doesn't drink because she's not of age yet. So we didn't drink alcohol. So that's like 90% of the price but they had a lot of cool kind of dessert so they took like a uh, a chocolate mousse and, and dipped it in liquid nitrogen and then they put it on in the bowl and they break it in half and then they put like caramel or chocolate sauce on it so that sounds delicious it oh my god it melts in your mouth it was fantastic they had there ah there it is brian fantastic so yeah, <laughs> I, my brother my brother likes listening to the show and he he points out to me that i say fantastic a lot Do you think that your brother's going to have like a little counter? Like he's just going to sit there. You said fantastic like 11 times the other night, Zach. Yeah, we had to play. Yeah, we had to play like a shot game every time I say fantastic. Oh, yeah. Or like a blooper reel of you just fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Oh, that would be great. I'm with you, Brian. Let's do it. It's like if you're having sex and at the end you're just, (laughs) oh, fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) That's obviously not coming from her. That's coming from you, right? Well, she's usually not there. Yeah. She's like no, mediocre. It's usually it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's awful. That, that's, our Disney trip was uh, uh, wallet draining, just draining yeah. experience wise. Just uh, you're tired. By the time you're you're done, I think that's when the flight comes in handy. So, you know, because a majority of your drive is 95, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and that can be either fantastic, ooh, I said it, or uh, it could be bad, you know, so. First of all, everybody knows if you go up 95, what's the one thing you see signs for everywhere you go? Oh, yeah, south of the border. South of the fucking border, which is like this Mexican Disney World type theme park of its own. Right. You see sign after sign. By the time you get there, now here's the thing, (laughs) if you're driving through the night, everything's closed, so you, you see it lit up, but you don't really stop. I have yet to stop. Oh, really? No, I stopped. But I hear it's like run down and... It's not the greatest, but, you know, I, I've been there, so that's about as much as you can say. Yeah, no, it's 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 a, it's a flea market, essentially. It's not an experience I'm waiting for. No, no, it's not that great. I, I wouldn't suggest wasting my time unless it was just a quick, you know, I'm trying to get out of the car and stretch my legs and want to get in a very shady area with some shitty 
shot glasses or you know whatever yeah. the hell they've got there. Yeah, I see it just it doesn't it doesn't move my dial. So I, I just keep we just keep going. So the next time around we're gonna do the flight, but I'm pretty excited to go to Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Land. I went to the Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios. So Hollywood Studios has always been kind of termed as a half day park because there's not a lot there. It really isn't. Uh, it's it's a great place. It's one of my favorite parks. But with them opening up Star Wars Land, which I'm sorry, Galaxy's Edge is what they're calling it. Their their website page has a has an important update. So uh, let me read it to you. It says capacity for Disney's Hollywood Studios, Star Wars Galaxy Edge and its experiences is limited. Access to the park, land and experiences may be restricted or unavailable depending on guest demand and other factors. Star Wars Rise of Resistance will not be av- available at opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and will open later this year. So in other words, not all the rides are going to be open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, people going down there think that they're just going to get the whole entire experience and they're yeah. really not at all. If you watched some videos, because there's a lot of people who vlog on YouTube. Mm-hmm. In fact, I drove my wife crazy uh, listening to some vlogs. One of them was, um, I think the top vlog, I, I've listened to two. One's a guy named Roy. I can't really... It's like um, O-Y-B-Y or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got a podcast he does, and he goes out there, and, and I like him. He's a kid, but he's uh, he's entertaining to watch. I really like watching him. I hope Actually, I, I hope we can get him on the show and talk to him about it. But so what's he do? He What does he live down there and just yeah. goes there all the time? There's a lot of vloggers that live down there, and that's what they kind of do. So there was like three of them that I watch, and then there's another guy that I watch. who's It's not all Disney stuff. He's the Daily Woo. Okay. W H O O, I think. Woo, woo, something like that. Oh. So the daily woo, Roy, and then I think the main one that I was watching for for most of it was the uh, the Tim Tracker. Oh yeah, you had me watching that guy. So and I'm still watching him, and it's him, Tim and Jen and the Tim Tracker. I would say he's more of the Disney tempo. He's kind of wholesome. Mm-hmm. There's not you don't hear any swearing. You don't. He's just a. Uh, he kind of walks through the parks and shows you things and his wife does all the editing and sometimes they're there together sometimes they're not they do universal stuff and they also do other stuff in florida so they've become quite the they've built up their presence and i've watched going back from watching their earlier stuff they've kind of built up their 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 vlogs and now they kind of they got to the point where they got a good pretty good following that now disney is giving them uh, like free stays and free they come to the events now as part of the media where they don't pay for anything and I, uh, I they've earned that I think uh, and it's good because they people are watching those videos and they're basically showing what their experience is and that's what that's the whole idea of the vlog so I think that's why it's so popular to Universal Studios down there as well but so would you say if people were they could only do either Universal Studios or Disney properties what what would you what Disney. would you Disney. Disney. Now, Universal, think of it like Hollywood Studios. It's all movie stuff. And uh, I don't know. I mean, because that was the first time we went to Universal. I had a good time, but I think it's hard to gauge it because the crowds were just so, oh my, I couldn't breathe. There were so many people. Yeah. So I got to go April time frame. I also like to do Halloween Horror Nights down there. Oh, and, right, right. Yeah. So And, and the Disney's uh, Mickey's Not So Scary uh, Halloween Party. I like to go down in those time frames. I don't think it's busy, but I don't think it'll be anything like Christmas. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'm the complete opposite. See, when I went down there in December, the crowds, there was nothing. And I would much rather go to any Universal Park than anything that Disney has whatsoever. I just feel like you got to do them both. 
I agree. I'm just saying if you could, if you had to, if you had to pick one, I, I, I would I do the say, Universal. I will say pricing things out. It's much cheaper to stay at Universal. The, like mm-hmm. the Hard Rock Cafe or one of those hotels are much, much cheaper. I'm talking like for the same time frame, like I told you, 8000 for for Animal Kingdom Lodge. Now, remember, I'm, I'm building ticket prices into that, too. Universal was like 3500 something like wow. that. Wow. So, that yeah. is tremendously cheaper. Wow. The drive. The drive, you're going through Orlando. Like the drive to get from Disney to Universal, the drive is ridiculous. Everything is under construction, and it's been like that for years. And it's not going to stop either because the construction projects that they're doing are huge. Oh, by the way, Universal does the same thing. So I'd say my biggest complaint with the parking, with the premium parking, and it's worth it, by the way. But <laughs> it's they're, they they do something different with their tics, tickets. Now, you know when you're buying Disney tickets, you could do fast passes. Well, when you, what they don't tell you is Universal has something called Express Line, which is mm-hmm. they have to call it something different, but it's the same damn thing. But you have to pay extra to add that onto the ticket. It's like another hundred bucks. Right. So if you bought the tickets and didn't realize you needed that, you're 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 not getting into their express line. And we didn't we didn't do that. So we did Universal and didn't do any of the rides because they were all like two and three hour wait times. Are you serious? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh shit, man! When we went down, like literally, so Doctor Doom's Fearfall. You know, that's oh, like literally. God, no, r- dude, I will never do that. I'm not. <laughs> no, I will. Well, watching the roller coaster from the ground is about as scary as experience. No, no. Doctors do. Okay. So here's a funny story. So I'm with my two older sons and my my middle son, he wants to ride Dr. Doom. Now, me and my older son literally fucking hate those type of rides. I will ride any roller coaster in the world, but any of that bullshit that just shoots you up in the air like Dr. Doom's. No, no, I don't like it. Well, we had just rode Incredible Hulk. And we loved it. And we've been trying to get my middle son on Incredible Hulk. He wouldn't ride it. So then we got to the point to where we got to Dr. Doom and he goes, well, I want to ride this. I was like, well, go ahead. He said, well, I don't want to ride it by myself. I said, well, I'll tell you what, if me and your brother ride it, then you got to ride Incredible Hulk. So he goes, okay. So we get on this stupid ass fucking thing and it shoots us up and it was the most boring thing ever. I mean, seriously, it was terrible. And I felt so bad for my middle son because he got gypped because the Incredible Hawk is a great roller coaster. Sure. And so we ran over to the Incredible Hawk, jump on this thing, right? Literally five minute wait time to get on the Incredible Hawk, ride it, came back around, looked back up there. There was absolutely no wait whatsoever. I yelled at my wife. I said, we're going to ride it again. So we ran up there. I swear to you, 30 seconds, we're back on the roller coaster again. That's how that now that was the beginning of December. But I've always heard that the end of December is a terrible time to go down there. Yeah. Well, what can I say? My wife wanted to do it. <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, I do. I mean, and, and it's it's a nice time because people have time off. But unfortunately, the schools are out and everyone else oh, has yeah, off at that so time, too. So by the time we go about go back out there, I think. My daughter will be out of high school. Hopefully, um, when we go back up there, we don't. Have, we'll go when school's still in session. I don't want to go during a school break because it's going to be ten times as bad. Because Florida, the kids are out of school too. So right, right. But yeah, I mean, I know it sounds strange, but City Walk. <coughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. So City Walk, they have like a City Walk is kind of like what connects both Universal Parks. So there's two Universal Parks: Islands of Adventure and then Universal. Islands Adventure has different lands in it, and one of them being the Marvel Island, 
with all the Marvel superhero stuff and you kind of walk through each land and then you had a Universal on the right hand side but it's all connected through City Walk and City Walk is kind of like downtown Disney or Disney Springs it's like their free area you don't need a ticket to go there because it's all their eating places so they want the general public to go down there and I was I was kind of curious I wanted to try Voodoo Donuts we finally got a chance like that the what the first night we were there we didn't go in because it's a 45 minute wait just to go in to buy donuts <laughs> so you said they're called Voodoo Donuts yeah Voodoo Voodoo donuts. So, what's a what's a voodoo donut? What makes what's what makes voodoo donuts so special? They're, they're from Louisiana. It's kind of a chain that's gotten popular. So they have unusual recipe donuts, and their donuts are like two or three times larger than regular donuts, but they're they're tasty. But mm-hmm. forty five minute wait wasn't going to happen. So we went back during the day. Uh, the next time we went and did our second day there, and uh, we w- I think we got uh, a travel like a regular like a little cup hard shell case cup with a straw my wife wanted and we each got a donut and that was almost upwards of $50 Ugh. and they you know I got an apple fritter that was banana flavored with peanut butter and it was basically a banana flavored apple fritter mm. that tasted like they took jiffy peanut butter and spread it on top it wasn't really all that good uh, oh okay so I, I, think, I don't know. I would have. My my daughter got one that had Captain Crunch cereal on it. That was actually not bad. Oh, yeah, that sounds kind of good. Yeah, we all kind of shared a little bit. They tried the different flavors, but they have a lot of cool eating establishments there. So that's what I mean. You need some time to kind of spec these places out. But um, so what do you think? Even with uh, your in laws having a place down there already, what do you think you ended up dropping for this whole entire trip? What do you think you what do you think you actually spent from the time you left your driveway to the time you got back with tickets with everything five grand. Oh, I guess that's not you know what? I that, can, that's well, three whatever. people. That's not that terrible. I no, guess. But that's not that's not paying for accommodations. OK. Yeah. I guess you figure that's driving. A lot of people fly. Yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. Well, that's. that's um, so yeah. So if I fly, I've got the airfare to pay for. I also have mm. to pay for a rental car for the week. That's why I figure if you're driving, you're out your time, but you're saving money. Yeah. And you're putting the miles on your car, but it's all highway miles. Plus, I, I, I'm never, I hate when people say they don't want to put all the miles on their car. You buy a car to put miles on it. That's what you bought it for. Last time I checked. So I, I don't think about shit like that. I don't care. Unless your car's a clunker and you're afraid you ain't going to make it. Then, it goes, then, of course, I would, I would factor that in but yeah i mean if you're driving around some shitty hoopty then obviously yeah yeah you probably don't want to take it down there i get so, that yeah a two-hour flight i don't know um i think the next time around that'll be the way we go it, it, it'll be nice to just get there and then get home this you rent a car you're getting it from the airport so you're literally driving off the airport with your rental so i know this is kind of totally off topic but like did you did you get lost down there at all i mean like like or were you were you pretty solid on the gps when you were down there uh no, I didn't get lost. It's everything no. off the main drag. As far as getting lost, if you have a GPS, there is no more getting lost. I think everybody's got a GPS. It's pretty easy to get around these days. Takes takes all the hard work out of it. I don't. If you get lost, I don't. I don't know how people do it. I don't know, man, G- because there's a lot of different. You know, you have the ones that are actually in the car that are sometimes outdated. You have ways. You have Google Maps, which I could easily debate Waze versus Google Maps with anyone so, because are you a Waze or Google Maps guy? I kind of use them both. So when we went down there, we actually uh, went between both of them because each of them would have their own little features. So what I like, I like, I'm a Waze guy. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Or Google Maps, okay. but I've been converted to Waze. Okay. Mainly because people can input 
potholes, cars stopped on the side of the road, and when there's cops visible. So it's kind of Ooh. like a radar detector, sort of, but it's all user input. So if they don't put it in there, or it's basically just on what they see, it, people are pretty good about putting it in there. But the problem is when you get down there, the cops either not there or they already have somebody pulled over. Every now and then, though, it'll it'll kind of warn you about, you know, if they got a speed trap set up ahead. So I think it's valuable as far as user input information goes. Plus, you can add chats to it. So when we got stuck on 95 going down to Florida, I think it was North Carolina. It took hours to get through because there was these huge accidents that had everything backed up. And there was little chat bubbles that we opened up. And it, it was people typing in. I can't believe how bad this is. There's a major accident up here. It's why we're all sitting here. So you can kind of see people's comments. And that, and that is kind of useful information. Here's what I have an issue with Waze. Half the time that they say police reported ahead, there's no police or they'll say there's an object in the road, but, you know, or and you've got to look down at your phone and you see either a thumbs up or a thumb, whatever the world that thing is. And half the time it doesn't even exist. Half of the scenarios that are actually in ways don't even exist. Well, at least with Google Maps, you're sitting there, you're looking at things. They make it very, I don't know, it's very easy. I, I'm a plain guy you know i know you were the tech guy i'm not i want to i want to be able to flip my gps on i want to be able to go from one place to the next i don't care about something in the road if they say that the police are reported ahead i tried it and 10 times out of probably 15 there was no police there and that becomes more of a of a distraction than it does anything they either left or somebody saw somebody was pulled over and they had left by the time you got there or, you know, sometimes you get people playing around. They just throw a bunch on there and there's nothing there and it gets people to slow down, I guess. Maybe. I, I don't know. I think it's it's better to, to err on the side of caution. Google Maps is not bad. I think my problem with is both of them, they always seem to take you the long way. Yeah. And, and not only that, but Waze tends to drop navigation uh, a good bit, too. And I don't I don't understand that that little so, issue with Waze. Yeah, we, when we were driving down to Florida, um, it it just stops every now and then. Yeah, I don't get that. Usually, like an hour or two in, it would just shut down and go back to my name, main phone screen. And I would to open it up and redirect to the same location again to get it to come back up again. Google Maps doesn't do that. It does not. No. Um, I think it's just preference based. You, you're going to like one or the other. Some have more detail. Others don't. Uh, I can see Google Maps probably either buying ways out at some point and, and incorporating the good features or Google Maps coming up with similar items. And that'll kill ways because I think mm. the user input is why people like ways so much. Possibly. Yes. You might have a point there. I don't know. But a lot of times the user input is almost pointless to me. I, I'm not saying all the time. I'm not saying all the time. But it just feels like it's, I don't know, when you're driving, you know, you've got your eyes focused, everything's good. And then all of a sudden, careful or caution, uh, you know, road hazard ahead. And then you're driving and there's no road hazard whatsoever. There's no, you know, object in the middle of the road. There's no whatever the world that that thing is saying. It tends to slow you down a little bit. And really, you don't need to slow down. I mean, now, I guess, on the other hand, if there really is something in the middle of the road, and it slowed you down. I guess that's a good thing. So yeah, I, I don't know. You, I don't know how to look at it. Exactly. It's better you take your time. Well, that's never going to happen with me. I can't take my time. I'm, I'm going on vacation. I can't take my time, Zach. <laughs> yeah, it's another hurry up and rush kind of deal. You need of course, to, you know. You get off a of vacation. You feel like you need a vacation from your vacation. 
Zach, we live in the DC metro. What? Tell me the last time you took your time on anything. Fuck no. If, if you do the speed limit around here, you get your ass run over. I'm going to promise you, you're going to get your ass kicked if you, you're down there on the beltway acting silly and driving the speed limit. But Go ahead. Speed, do it one time. In this whole area, there are speed cameras. There are red light cameras. You get a fucking ticket for everything. Mm-hmm. You got to look out for that shit out here. A lot of the states don't have that kind of thing to put up with, but you do have to put up with it out here. Everybody does what they do during busy tra- uh, travel days or, or trips, and they have like the little, for me, it's like ways. And uh, the only problem is when I was running with the in laws, I can't play the music I like to listen to. You know, I'm a Metallica, Five Finger Death Punch. I like to listen, I couldn't listen to that stuff with them in the car because they're country yeah. music. So. And do you even like country? It's okay. I'll listen to it with okay. my wife. I, I have my, I like Blake Shelton, I, you know. Mm. A couple of those main lines. A lot of the country music's more like rock and roll these days anyway. So I, I it varies. But I also have podcasts I listen to. Um, and they don't want to listen to any of that. It's just straight well, up country they, I music. Did, I did listen to some of the podcasts. They, they actually liked uh, one of the ones I was listening to, which was the Paranormal Podcast, which, by the way, we interviewed. Why were you not listening to our podcast? <laughs> I don't, I don't like this in my own voice. Anyway. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I know. So the Paranormal Podcast with Jim Harold. By the way, we interviewed Mr. Jim Harold and on our website at thestatementshow.com. So if you want to see our podcast, hit the link, podcast link on our website at uh, thestatementshow.com. Shameless plug there for our website. Oh, and don't forget to visit us on Twitter at Statement Show. Yeah, if you get it working again. It's... Yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. So anyway, <laughs> the current state of Twitter for us is not going yeah, so we're well on Facebook right now. too. But just look it up, the Statement Show, yeah. or is it at Statement? Show? I don't know, man. It's like all these are so different. So if you wanna if you wanna subscribe to us on iTunes, it's it's Statement Show. I don't think it's it's like you go to the Statement Show or Statement Show. Look, guys, do not pay a lick of attention to Zach right now. Here's what you need to do. Go to thestatementshow.com. Literally, right when you get on the page, all the social media links are right there. Just go to that. Just just ignore what he's saying. Just go straight to thestatementshow.com. You can check out our affiliates. You can check out all podcasts, our After Dark episodes, all our social media Everything, everything is right there. Just if if you sit around and listen to Zach long enough, you're you're going to end up on a whole other podcast. So just just go to thestatementshow.com. Well, all right, all right. You know, by the way, I don't care about mentioning other podcasts. I'm going to tell people what I listen to. I listen to the Paranormal Podcast with uh, Jim Harold. Uh, by the way, the Tim the Tim Tracker he just started a podcast, which isn't bad. It's just him and his wife talking. So if you enjoy that kind of thing, the Paranormal Podcast, the Tim Tracker's podcast, Joe Rogan's probably the top one. Joe Rogan than Adam Carolla, but I listen to more yeah. Joe Rogan than anything else. Absolutely, I just like his style of talking. It's like two to three hours sometimes, but he talks to everybody. So and he just has conversations. So what I really, I, I think he's probably the gold standard that I follow. I I just like his podcast so easily. And yeah, you, I think no. you're the one that got me hooked on him. Right. Oh, no. I mean, I remember you were you loved Adam Carolla and, and I don't have any issues with him. But then I started listening to Joe Rogan and I don't know. I'm I'm more of that uh, Howard Stern, Joe Rogan kind of guy. You know, I like uh, gritty. And, you know, when 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 a guest is asking questions sure. or, or answering questions, I would like to be able to talk to them about just about anything uh, within reason, should I say. You know, I like the long form that that Joe Rogan does. And, and to be honest with you, interviews, I, I feel like we do the same thing you know we've we've spoken to a lot of people for over an hour almost an hour and a half and they've you know they've been great interviews and sometimes we only talk to people for 20 or 30 minutes it just depends it's it's yeah 
it's it's not an easy thing to do. If, if anyone ever thinks that running a podcast, doing a podcast, editing a podcast, doing all the social media, and and then trying to get two people that are notoriously lazy as fuck to get on here and do a podcast, it's not easy. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bur- I'm gonna burst everybody's bubble out there that does a podcast. You ain't gonna get rich doing it. No, there's maybe ten people out of the whole podcast uh, community that make any real money. Anybody who's trying to sell you a course on becoming rich, that's a fantasy it's podcasting has got to be a labor of love if you're doing it to try to make money it's never going to be good you can't do it with that in your focus it's got to be you enjoy doing it i spend money i don't make any money on this <laughs> yeah. so it's like i said it's a it's a labor of love now would i like to make money oh sure sure and i think it is possible but here's what it is it's you're selling a product your your podcast is kind of like your distribution it's kind of like your it's like an infomercial your podcast itself is not going to be where you make money. So if somebody's out there thinking about doing a podcast and they think, "Oh, this is this is my ticket to the to to, to fame and fortune," I got another I got another story for you. <laughs> it's just not going to happen like that. Yeah, and we would love to hear. You know, go ahead and email us. Uh, hell, you know, there's even times if we can get enough people to talk about it, uh, we, we'll, we'll make a whole podcast out of how difficult it is to get started with podcasting. We have no problems letting anybody know exactly how it can be done. Exactly. What we'll do is we'll start a course on how to do a podcast. And I'm going to be like (laughs) that guy that used to sell infomercials in the 90s from my one bedroom apartment, how I made millions. I don't think you're allowed to talk about him. I I think he's dead, isn't he? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I don't don't think this is going to be a good conversation to lead us down. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) but I do remember that one, though. Because I because I kept thinking, man, he did it out of his one bedroom apartment. Yeah, all these. Wow, guys, well, at least I'm back, in my I'm in my grandmother's I'm on my grandmother's couch right now. I could do this. At least back then, people were trying to make money on their own. Now, all you see commercials for are a bunch of lawyers and how you can sue everybody. Or or, or Peter Popoff in the middle of the night talking about his miracle water. That one's fang fucking fantastic <laughs> right there. You remember? Oh, you remember the truck driving commercial? Be your own boss. Learn how to truck drive. <laughs> Yes. It was basically you making your own path and being your own man and starting your own career. Now it's just how can I sue and get money so I don't have to have a career, don't have to work and sit on my ass and be lazy. That's the thing. If you make a commercial or if you make a product that basically says, hey, look, you don't even have to be educated. You don't have to have any sort of college degree. Hell, you don't even need any money to start up and we can make you rich. It has somehow people just jump right into that shit every single time. You're not getting rich. If you've got about as much chance of hitting a lottery. True. But if you look at the top uh, like tech people who are filthy, stinking rich, they don't have college degree. I mean, like when we're okay. So the major ones in the middle of the night, especially because, you know, I I'm up at all hours of the night. Sure. I see real estate guys on television all the time sitting around talking about how you don't need this. You don't need that. All you need to do is trust us. Let us let us help you. Let us let us, you know, come take our course. And for only nine hundred and ninety nine dollars, you know, you can you're like, oh, my God. I was like, you, I, yeah, I remember I was like nineteen thousand dollars to start this thing. When I was 19, I bought this guy's real estate course on um, he called it creative financing and it was like it was like 50 cassette tapes i don't think i got through a half hour of the first one <laughs> i mean and i pay like 500 dollars for this course now i know how the guy got rich 
Do you remember the ones where it was like like putting shit in envelopes and sending them out? Do you remember that one? Direct marketing. <laughs> Jesus. It was like right beside like the je- uh, the pet rock and the sea monkeys, you know, like, just get in here and 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 and, and, and put stuff in envelopes oh and God. send it out and you'll make $10,000 a week. I'm you like, remember? oh, shit, I want to make $10,000 oh, a, a week. I, I can fold an envelope. I can do that. When I was a kid, I used to read those comic books that had all those like novelty items for sale, like uh, mm-hmm. the x-ray goggles. Oh, yeah. And oh, who didn't want shit. I mean, of course, I was going to see my first set of titties with them things. (laughs) Oh, my God. Have you come to realize, like, even if it was X-ray vision, you're going to see her bones. You're not even going to see her titties. You know what I mean? Good Lord. What are we doing here? Like, how could I have been so stupid? The uh, the sea monkeys are just brine shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It's still kind of cool. They still sell those, actually. They still sell sea monkeys? Yeah. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah, it's cause, I mean, if there were like the ant farms and the worm farms and the bee farms and all that crap, so a little kid loves stuff like that. At least the slinky, you could put the damn thing at the top of the steps and it would be cool. You know what I mean? You could put it in one hand and go to the other. Like the fucking pet rock, somebody made money off of that. Yeah. Lots of it. Yeah, but that was like, wasn't that like in the 70s? Uh, yeah, well, it might even have been earlier than that. I don't know when that. I could look that up if you really wanted me to, but I don't. I don't know exactly when the pet rock came out. Oh, my God. People actually spent money on that. Right, so let's look yeah. it up. The Pet Rock. Yeah. People were just hoodwinked into the hood, into the damn Pet Rock. Oh, my God. Oh, so apparently they were smooth stones from Mexico or Zeta Rosario Beach, I think is what it is. Mm. They were marketed like live pets in custom cardboard boxes complete with straw and breathing holes. Oh, my God. The fad lasted about six months, ending after a short increase in sales during Christmas season of December 75. Man, hmm, February was- 76, they were discontinued due to lower sales. <laughs> Dolly sold 1.5 million pet rocks for four bucks each. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Oh, with this money, he opened up a bar named Carry Nations in downtown Los, Go- Los Gatos, California. He, can- he continued to work in advertising. However, he avoided interviews for years because of a bunch of wackos harassed him with lawsuits and threats. I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> when you were young, did you have like the garbage pail kids? I remember them. I, I, are you talking about like the baseball cards? Yeah, they were like cards of some sort. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I remember them too. The Magic Eight Ball. You know, they still sell that though. I believe it. Yeah, but I remember all that stuff. Yeah. Or my fucking personal favorite, the Mood Ring. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. No, mood Ring. Mood Ring. The little lie detectors. These are all like the novelty things you saw. The one where it was like build your own hovercraft. What? No, I never heard with that a, one. With a uh, engine from a vacuum cleaner. That was in a magazine Ooh. called Boy's Life, which was a Boy Scout magazine, basically. <laughs> Boy's Life? Yeah, boy, not what you think it is. Jesus, what were you reading? <laughs> Fuck. I don't wonder if they still have the magazine, but it, it was a magazine. <laughs> if they for, do, I don't want to see it. It was a magazine for, for, for uh, Boy Scouts. It was a Boy Scout magazine, and it had articles in there about, you know, let me see if it's still out there. How about like the Mexican jumping beans? Did you ever have them? Oh, hey, look at that. They have a website, Boys Life. It's still out there. So, yeah. And I don't know if they actually have the magazine anymore, but. If the FBI is actually listening to this, I've never, ever, ever seen any or went to a website called Boys Life in my life. That was Zach, not me. Boys Life was like, uh, was a magazine to read when you were in Boy Scouts. And I remember looking at there because they had a lot of the novelty items. Then they had a lot of the things you could sell. So basically go around hawking shit in your neighborhood. 
good. And you supposedly you get like a buck for everything you sell. I never did that though. It's much, much too lazy for that. <laughs> Did you look at like the Ouija board as a novelty item or do you look at that as more the lines of actually something that's for real? I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm kind of I'm kind of up near about that. It's one of those things. Do you really want to tempt fate? I don't know if I believe in the Ouija board or not. They say that you're actually moving it, whether you realize right. it or not. I don't know. I, I, I'm a big paranormal believer. I believe in ghosts. I believe aliens and UFOs, but I have limitations on things. So I don't take them off to this believe in their, you know, like the whole alien uh, green men, like the lizard people and shit are fucking walking among. I don't get that deep into shit because I think sometimes people just like the sensationalized things. Yeah. But and I, I'm naturally skeptical. So I automatically do not think that the Ouija board is real. I've been. Yeah, I, I believe in UFOs, though. I believe we've been visited. I. I, I think the Ouija board, there might be potential there. I don't I don't know. I really don't know. But I don't think it's something you buy from as a game board from a toy place and, and bring it home. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I just think that it's just a piece of cardboard and, and, and people are moving it. And I, I just don't see it. Although I sit around enough watching ghost adventures and see a couple of those guys doing it and like, oh, my God, they actually did the Ouija board here. Well, yeah, it's got to be bad. It's got to be Satan. But I, I, by the way, while I'm thinking about it, I just want to say the that 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 uh, YouTube channel that I was talking about is O-Y-B-Y. That's the, the Roy guy, the vlog from Disney. Mm -hmm. So these are the ones that I think are, out of all the ones that I've watched, they're like the top notch. So the Tim Tracker, Roy, which is website on, on YouTube is O-Y-B-Y. Those are like the top two. And then of course, the Daily Woo. Those are mm -hmm. like the three that I watch all the time on YouTube. Actually, I drive my wife crazy with them. So I think I'd like to get them on to interview them at some point, but we'll see how it goes. So we're still kind of working on a guest list again. So we kind of go in spurts and I think we're we're kind of working up a guest list and trying to figure out. I I, I want to have we just like to have a diverse amount of people on here. Mm -hmm. We're both in agreement on that. So I'm trying hard for Donald Trump, guys, but it does not seem to be happening. Maybe Kidding, after, I'm not trying. Maybe after a second term. Ooh, no, that's that's a topic for the get, next. Yeah, no, we, no, we that's a topic political. for the next podcast. <laughs> we are absolutely not getting into that one. Oh my god, yeah, we'll probably get flamed big time just for yeah, day. right, yeah. You're already talking about the boy's life, and now you want to talk about Trump? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to shut the lights down on this bitch, man. I'm telling you right now, if we start, it's it's <laughs> this is bad, Zach. This is going bad. Oh, I was just so I'm I'm like on the YouTube page looking at these channels just so I can. I'm, and there's here's the thing: when they suggest things, you can sit and watch YouTube forever, just looking at the suggestions and clipping on this and clicking on that. To, to start a video mm. uh, you know netflix canceled the punisher and he was doing well it's because disney's coming out with their own streaming service something i do not watch any comic book stuff what's i don't watch any marvel or dc so That's when right. people I, I don't like it it does nothing for me you don't like the punisher no i don't like any of them like literally like my kids will tell, oh did you see the new captain america no no i you know i was going to take my daughter we were going to go up and see captain marvel but uh i think maybe this weekend i don't I, know None of them. None of them. I have not seen any of them. I, just I, I, I know who they are. You know, like Harley Quinn. You know, I know those people. You know, was that Suicide Squad or whatever that was? Yeah, sure. I know that person. But and I know like all, you know, like, um, Iron Man and all those. But I, I've never watched any of them. 
that, that they don't that they don't give me I any interest up, whatsoever. Because my brother was really into comic books, and he used to hang them on his walls in the plastics. And I, I remember kind of you know just seeing them all the time. So I, I know the characters in that respect. I don't think I never really actually looked at comic. And there's been a couple of times I tried to get into it, but it goes back to the I'm just not a big reader. So I guess it didn't, oh yeah it no. didn't hold my attention long enough. I guess I, I no. It's got to have pictures for me, or I'm well, done. That's what a comic book is. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Graphic, no, but there's words graphic, too. Graphic novel. That's right. Uh, but there's words like zoom and pal and zap. I, I don't need to see all that. It's too complicated. You know? yeah. It's too confusing. Way too confusing. <laughs> just give me a movie. <laughs> I, like right, right before we got on tonight, I was just getting ready to watch the new Motley Crue movie on Netflix. So directly after this, that's where I'm heading. Oh. So if I was going to pick uh, Netflix right now, mm. so they keep adding good stuff on there. I'm a big Netflix fan. Um, it could happen. So I'm kind of taking a look at it right now. Oh, you're talking about the dirt. Yeah, the dirt. <laughs> that does look pretty good. So it looks amazing, and so, I'm ready to go do this thing. Alec is some kind of monster. That's a good. Oh, one. really? Yeah, that's a good one to watch. Hmm. They got quite a few new titles up there. I like what they've added on there. Uh, they've got a lot of. There's one called The Order. It's kind of like uh, magicians that know real magic and they go to school. It's kind of like a modern age. I don't know if you would say Harry Potter. Not not quite like that. More violent. Dark. Yeah. There's also a new um, uh, Netflix original movie that has like Ben Affleck and all these major action guys in it. And it's like they're all special forces. And it sounds like they go out. Yeah, and I heard, I heard about that. Like yeah. Cartel. It actually looks really good. I just mm-hmm. haven't gotten around to watching. I don't. There's nothing on TV now that I go out and say, oh, I got to watch it because I know I'll be able to see it later on. They, it, you can binge watch it. Of course. All the Absolutely. Shows, all the shows are like that now. I think that's the thing that has to kind of change. Is I just think uh, it's how we consume content now. I watch more YouTube than anything, and it's a wonder I even pay for. I don't pay for cable TV anymore. I pay for uh, PlayStation View, which is basically the same thing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you don't even need a PlayStation because they have a channel for your phone. You can put it on your phone. You can put it on a Roku player. It's good on a PlayStation, but and it's basically just and they have unlimited DVR service. So that's what sets them apart. And they have different tiers. I think the lowest tier is like forty five a month. I think we're doing like the fifty dollar one. I don't have issues with stuff like that, but my problem with YouTube is if I'm watching something on YouTube, most of the time if I start with, I don't know, like the other night I was watching uh, like this whole documentary on all the Friday the 13th, so it's like uh, Crystal Lake Memories or something like that. But yet on the side, I'm seeing something over there about Halloween or about some so naturally. Yeah. I so I'll stop watching that and I'll click about Halloween because I'm, 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 I, do the I don't same know. Thing. I, Maybe I, it's attention deficit. I don't know what's going on. I'll but you, know. up, you look up Darth Vader and you'll see all these fan films and holy shit, the fan films are better than the fucking movies. Well, my problem is I start with Friday the 13th and then I end up in like a cute puppy drowning in the, in the, you know, in a lake and a horse comes and saves it or something. I'm like, what, what, how the hell did I get here? People are, are people risking their lives to save a puppy. It's right. Cold water. And yeah, I don't know how I get to this level or, or street fights, you know, some crazy fight, you know, that I'm watching. I'm like, what, how, how did I start with, you know, looking at something about the Pope and now all of a sudden I'm looking at some (laughs) satanic ritual. Yeah. How do we get there? I don't, I don't know. I I'm don't with know. you. I'm with you. So it's just uh, you look at the suggestions you keep watching, and I'm like that with Metallica. It's like you don't even need to go to a concert these days. You can watch the whole fucking thing on YouTube. Exactly. But I don't know. You still need the experience. You still need to get out there. Everything's everything's been digitalized now, though. Mm-hmm. I still I've done it once, but uh, it's loud. 
<laughs> but I'm a big uh, Metallica is my favorite band. It will always be my favorite band. But I'm kind of the older you get, you get more diverse. And you, I, I kind of like everything now. But uh, Metallica, Five Finger Death Punch, those are probably up there with my top my top bands. Um, Besides Vanilla Ice and Right Said Fred. Oh, my God. <laughs> or is that just me? <laughs> just you. <laughs> the village people. The, oh, you know, I like me a village people song. I YMCA. fuck love the village oh, people. I'm, like I'm, but, you know, I was that kid that, you know, when I'd be sitting in my house and have my friends over and like we were watching MTV and like the new kids on the block would come on and we were like, oh, they suck. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Yeah. Then they walk out and then I am dancing. It, well, here's know. the thing. You're As you're saying, oh, my God, these guys suck. But you're watching the whole video. Yeah, and, and, and like underneath my breath, I'm like, oh, 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 yeah, pretty much. Oh, oh. Yeah, you know, like, what do you do? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like fuck, Vanilla Ice, what a dumbass, you know. And then there you are, All right? Stop, collaborate, and listen. You know I every know single fucking word to it, you know. Still do, I still do. Well, we're I will be going to work and just just blast Ice Ice Baby. Well, like my top channels on Sirius XM are like the '90s, the '80s, the '70s. Mm-hmm. Those are like my oh yeah, thing. and then Hair Nation and uh, Ozzy's Boneyard. Right, right, yeah. Those are like the big ones, and then Howard. Howard Stern's channel, those that's mm-hmm. a must programmed. And then I think it's um uh the Patriot when I like to listen to like uh political news. Yeah. I, I just I like listening to the Patriot. So there's a those are probably like my heart and there's a couple other ones like Classic Rewind and Top Vinyl. Those are probably like my big ones on XM series. Yeah. So can you remember what channels you got high programmed? Oh, like well, I do not have Sirius XM in any of my cars other than my wife's car. And she loves like the 70s, 80s, 90s like yourself. But when I'm in there, uh, Channel 34, which is the 90s grunge. And um, it just it depends on who's in the car with me. You know, they have a good channel. Tom Petty's channel is pretty good. Yeah, Tom Petty's channel. Yeah, right. they just got you know, like the said, it depends. Like if I got my if I got my my relatives or something, they like the Margaritaville channel from Jimmy Buffett. You know, it just depends. It, never you know, but not big Jimmy Buffett fan myself. That's sacrilegious, right there. And you probably should just stop talking at this point. I'm okay with that because there's a lot of parrot heads out there that are probably ready to whoop up on your ass right now. So let's call the ball, Maverick. All right, man. All right, till next week. Zach and Terry signing off. The lights are out. See ya. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Statement Show. If you'd like to support the show or be on the show, you can contact us at thestatementshow at gmail.com or go to our website at www.thestatementshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Statement Show, subscribe to us at iTunes, The Statement, or you could go to our YouTube channel, The Statement Show. I'm Zach Chahey, and the lights are out.